Thank you for listening to Flow Working, the entrepreneur's podcast. Make sure you find, follow, and please review us on your favorite podcast platform. If you're interested in being a guest on my show, you can sign up at flowworking.net. I'm your host, Megan Anderson. More people than ever are starting the entrepreneur journey and learning a lot in the process. On this show, I sit down with regular people who are running all types of businesses to discuss the ideas, opportunities, and strategies they're using to build, grow, and thrive as an entrepreneur. In this episode, I sat down with coach and queen of reframe, Carol Boston, to chat about her own entrepreneurial journey and how asking yourself empowering questions changes your life and business. Welcome to this episode. I'm your host, Megan Anderson, and today I'm joined by my guest, Carol Boston. Carol is an ex-collegiate and professional tennis player. She also had a highly successful career as a sales expert for Fortune 100 companies for more than 26 years. Now, as an award-winning speaker and international best-selling author, Carol is known as the Queen of Reframe. She's the creator of Limitless Leadership, the Unstoppable Business Makeover. Entrepreneurs who are stuck hire Carol to learn what steps they can take to get immediate results, allowing many of her clients to double and even triple the income in their business. Hi, Carol. A welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I'm always, always love getting new people on the show. It's fun and exciting. And I am so curious. You're going to have to tell us the queen of reframe. How did that name come about? Because that's, I love nicknames. I'm a nickname human. How did that nickname come about for you? Well, the, the short version is, is after 26 years in corporate sales, I get a call one day and they told me they were going to cut my territory by 80%. And I said, 80%, I've been building this territory for six and a half years. Right? So I thought they were setting me up to fail. Now I was a weird salesperson because I love structure and I'm a rule follower. <clears throat> Not true for most salespeople in corporate America, right? Friend of mine whispered in my ear about an opportunity at a really small company. And I worked for top huge fortune 100 companies. So I went after two interviews, they gave me the job, doubled my base salary plus commissions, gave me a director title. I could just see the potential, right? So there I was six weeks into the job on vacation, doing what I, thought was best at the time. What does Maya Angelou tell us? When we learn better, we do better. That's right. So I was staying in touch with my boss, the CEO, while I was on vacation. And I got an email asking my opinion on something. So I replied right back. And I waited. And I waited because he usually replies right back. So we were in gorgeous Albuquerque, New Mexico, world's largest hot air balloon festival. So we went and enjoyed the day, came in and ding. There went my phone, Megan. Carol Boston, you got mail. And here's what it said. It said, Carol, comma. That's what you really think. And then it had five question marks behind it. It said, do not come into this office on Monday. When your vacation is over, you're done here. Did I, did I just get fired in an email? I was like, what? And I came back and I had an interview the very next day. And I interviewed all over this country for months and months and months and months. I depleted my entire 401k trying to get a job. Now, my next book is going to be called, You Can't Read the Label When You're Inside a Jar. We're all yep. in a jar. And I was in this jar and all I could see is that I was this buttoned up corporate sales professional. Yeah. So I kind of yelled at God one time in my prayer time. And I'm like, look, you made me, you know, I'm not cut out to be an entrepreneur. You got to help me find a good job. And literally two weeks to the day from that prayer, out of the blue, I get an email from a woman that I met one time out of town at a conference. Guess what she did? 
She mm. gifted me a $3,500 ticket to wow. go to Los Angeles to study at what? Guerrilla Business School, a foundational school uh, for entrepreneurs. I love it. So my God has a sense of humor. Yeah. So the very first thing I learned there is the title of my next book about the jar. But then I learned about empowering questions and I was amazed and I was determined to master them. And I have been studying and working to master them for seven years. Yeah. So what empowering questions do is they allow you to quickly reframe. I'm the queen of reframe. You can bring me any, any problem challenge that you have. I can yeah. quickly reframe it for you, give you a whole new perspective and give you some action steps you can take to get immediate results. Love it. And how, Love I, it. how I actually claimed that moniker was during COVID. Mm -hmm. One mm -hmm. of the big coaches in my lane had made $2 million in six months of COVID on Facebook Live. I thought Dang. I can learn from that. So she, yeah. did, she was doing a free challenge in September of that year. So I hopped in. And one of the very first things she said to us was, Find other people in this group or people that you know that have your ideal client in their audience and do Facebook live swaps. I was mm -hmm. like, that's all we got to do. I booked 13 of them before the next day, 13. Yeah. And my very first one was the first week of October by a lady over in Ireland. Fast forward mm -hmm. to middle of December. I'm sitting there eating lunch and a friend says, Hey, Carol, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm eating lunch. This is good. Hop on, hop on my Facebook live. I got it in my zoom room. And I did. And she had a speaker that I don't know and don't remember, but the speaker wanted the very few of us in the Zoom room to introduce ourselves. And it got to be my turn. And I said, my name is Carol Boston. And before I could say anything else, this speaker leaned into the Zoom and she goes, oh, my God, you're the queen of reframe. I'm like, oh, my God, how did you know that? She goes, ah, that's fantastic. She goes you know how to do those empowering questions? I said, yes. Where did you hear of me? Are you ready? She heard mm -hmm. me almost three months before on that very first Facebook Live interview by Trish. Yep. And the moniker has stuck ever since. I'm like, that's what I did. Yep. Right. I love that. Cause everybody needs that. Everybody needs that human in their life that, you know, let you, okay, okay, okay. Now let's, let's turn it around. Cause that's any of us who, you know, understand the power of mindset or the power of, you know, the way that we speak that, you know, and that's what you're helping people with. It's yes. like, my, my, in, in life, my life partner does it for me all the time. Hold up the mirror and then says, <laughs> this is, let's turn this around. And so I love, I love that though. It isn't it fabulous having your name known before you even walk in a room. It is. It's That's incredible. like the best. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk a bit about these empowering questions. You know, what types of, and you know, I know it's, it's kind of a lot of what you do, but maybe you could give us some examples of ways that you know, as entrepreneurs, we get cycles, mm. like you said, we cannot read that label from behind the jar. How can we empower ourselves with these types of questions? And what types of questions are you talking about? Well, the first tip I would give your audience is that an empowering question never, ever, ever starts with the word why. Whether you're asking the question of somebody else or you're asking mm -hmm. the question of yourself, why is not going to get you the answer that you want. One of my clients one time, she wants me to create a, a course for parents, which I might do. And uh, she said, my, my child asked me why all the time. I said, of course they do. They don't know how to articulate the question to get the answer that they want. Yeah. So why, why, why brings in defensiveness, which mm -hmm. brings in the ego, which brings in emotions. Mm -hmm. And when emotions go up, intelligence goes down. It's true for every human being. So that would be the first thing I would tell you, even as you're looking at your own behavior within your business, don't ask why. 
So here, the, and empowering questions can be used in many, many ways. So for example, let's say that you're challenged to grow your business and you just don't know what to do. Now, remember the answers that you're asking for are outside of your jar. And the caveat is it is not your job to figure out the answer. You cannot be attached to the outcome. They are specific and they are time bound. So mm. you could get up in the morning and go, I don't know, you go in your office or get on your zoom or whatever you do. And you could ask yourself this question, what one thing specific that I'm not doing today, time bound, that if I were to do it would immediately explode my business? Powerful question. Perhaps you're getting ready to get on a sales call. You could ask questions of yourself far in advance. I used to do this days in advance, days in advance mm -hmm. to prepare because they create Oprah aha moments, things you haven't thought of because the answer is what? Outside your jar. Yeah. So yeah. you could ask yourself, how can I show up in this sales call today so that they say yes immediately and excitedly to work with me? What one thing can I say so that they can hear me and know that I'm the one for them? You see how they're getting very specific. They're very time bound. And when I work with my clients on these and we craft some around whatever the intention is, you're going to set the intention right before you ask the question. And I'll actually have them put it out to God in the universe six to eight times a day. Yeah. Right. So quick client story. I had a client, this is like four years ago. I had an office and she came to see me the first time and she was on time. And then she was late. Then she was later Then she was really late. So she comes in that day and I'm the shake your hand, give you a hug girl. So I gave her a big hug and I sat her down. I said, get out your pen and paper. We cannot miss this coaching opportunity. And she kind of looked at me because we don't typically jump in like that. I, I said, we cannot let this pass by. Now, how many of you, come on, would have asked her why is she always late? Yep. I didn't ask that question. Mm. That would not have served us. No. Because that wasn't the challenge. The being late is a symptom. So the first thing I said was, write this down. How I do anything is how I do everything. Yep. She wrote it down and she kind of looked at me like she didn't like that. I said, mm. I said, and I said, here's the question for you. Where else in your life are you not showing up for you on a daily basis? And she said, what? I said, write Ooh. it down. So she writes it down and she, <laughs> she says, is that my homework for the week? I said, that's your homework ad nauseum. I want it on your refrigerator. I want it on your mirror. I want it on your dashboard six to eight times yep. a day. Right. Yeah. And she says, well, what does it mean exactly? And I said, you pay me in advance for my time. I'm not giving you any money back and I'm not going to give you extra time because I have a schedule of clients that I keep. Yep. So she agreed to do it. And I don't know, she was in my six month coaching program. So maybe it was three months down the road or two months, whatever. She comes in one day and sure. we're working and all of a sudden, Megan, her eyes lit up. I said, what's up? She goes, that's another area of my life that I'm not showing up for me. I said, exactly. And as she began to gain these awarenesses, we began to change those habits with good leadership habits. And in six months, we doubled the income in her business. Oh, that's, see, that's amazing. And I, you know, coming from someone who's actually hardcore struggling with that worth question, that where am I not showing up that like resident? I was like, oh yeah, that's a great question because it is amazing how often what's happening in our business is a symptom. Yes. Not, not the actual problem, you know, and, and we stick band-aids on. Yes. The why questions or, 
you know, or I was doing a live earlier today where I'm talking about, you know, facing your fears, but we, we bandaid over it with metrics and data and KPIs and I'm hitting my marks, but I hate what I'm doing. And it is interesting how often those, those powerful questions just free us. And, and it's never, it's not necessarily immediate. I love that you're like, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. Cause it's not necessarily immediate. Oh, not, not at all. Sometimes it can take months, but as yeah. you've got to set the intention and be committed. And remember that sometimes your jar might be a little thicker in some areas than in other areas. Right. And, and oftentimes it's not always that we have to learn something new is that we have to let go of something that's old, that's deeply embedded because we've done it for so many years and it takes longer because we've been doing mm -hmm. it for so many years. Yep. So just creating that awareness for her. Basically, I was asking if I said, well, what else are you doing to sabotage yourself? That wouldn't have gotten the answers for her. Nope. And she would immediately started trying to think of the answer. It wasn't an empowering question. So, yeah, I love that. You're, you're just like, you know, and, and you hear this a lot, you know, don't be attached to the outcome. Don't be attached to the outcome. Okay. I'm going to ask it. How in the heavens do you not get attached to an outcome? That's a hard part. Oh my goodness. I, in 2019, I was hired six times by American Express to come in and teach and train. And I was doing a second deep level on this with their HR department. And mm -hmm. I said that, and this lady immediately goes, how can I not be attached to the outcome? I'm, my, my, my pay raise is going to, right? So let me give you a little quick story. So back in uh, 2019, I knew that in November, I was going to do three different speaking engagements at the Tower Club of Fort Lauderdale, three different organizations. Now I'm a member of the Tower Club and I knew they only had two things. They had a big old fat handheld mic and they had a stand behind a podium. And you can probably already tell I'm not a stand behind a podium kind of girl. So I went in and I'm going to give your audience a big one right now. This is a writer downer. This is the most powerful of all empowering questions. And I said to the young lady, I told her the situation and she says, well, that's the way we've always done it, Carol. And I said, yeah, but what else is possible today? And she looked at me and she says, well, that's how we've done it for 70 years. And I said, I understand what else is possible today. That is a powerful question. Now, I probably asked her that five or six times until she rolled her eyes at me and says, oh, I don't know. I'll go find out. The following week, I was at the Tower Club testing the very first lavalier mic, collar mic. Yep. Now, here's the thing, what I want your audience to get. I was not attached to how the answer showed up as long as I didn't have to hold that fat mic okay. or stand. It, had I gone in there and said, I have to have a headset mic. I might not have gotten any solution at all. Mm -hmm. I was not attached to how the answer showed up as long as I got an answer to my challenge. Got it. Makes sense? That does. That, yeah. that is the beautiful example of it because I think that's, that's really what happens is we, we say, I want $10,000 a month from clients. I ha it's gotta be client revenue. And you're like, I, I, money challenge I had was how many ways could $10,000 show up this month? That's right. I came up with 127 ways yeah. that money could go. And I mean, just wild and crazy and anything and everything. And it was just that whole, oh, it doesn't have to be client work that could bring me $10,000 a month. Okay. Exactly. And when I, work yeah. with, when I work with sales teams, for example, let's say that you're a salesperson and your quota for the years, I don't know, let's say it's a quarter of a million dollars. 
Yeah. And you were so focused on that quarter of a million. And I'm going to look at you and say, or something even greater. You're going to go, what? Because if you're only focused on that, you're not open to receiving even more. So when we set our goals, it's something even better or something even yeah. greater. Because yeah. that allows you to surpass, right? So to surpass that 250. And yeah. oftentimes, and I was in sales for many, many years. Um, one of the things I teach when I talk also is I took a voting term from mm -hmm. sailing. It's called tacking. And mm -hmm. I tie tacking into the true art of celebration with empowering questions. So mm -hmm. back in my last corporate gig at Paychex, overnight, one night, they tripled our quota, like overnight. So I went into my Monday morning, 8 a.m. private meeting with my boss. And I said, I can't even look at that number. I said, every week when I come in here, what I need from you is on a white piece of paper in big, thick red ink. I want my number just for the week, just for the week. And I would go tape yeah. it on my cubicle and I would sit down and I'd go, okay, this is, listen, guys, I'm giving you this. You need to write this down. I wrote down three bite-sized, digestible, easily doable things that I could do to move me closer to that goal. And each time I did one, without judgment, mm -hmm. right? I wasn't tied to the outcome, wasn't tied to the result. Mm -hmm. I celebrated and I celebrated from a neuro-linguistic programming perspective, right? Yep. And once you do that, you begin to tell God in the universe, Ooh, I want more of that. She's celebrating, right? Got into mm -hmm. action, want more of that. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you in 10 months that year, I'd already made quota. You cannot focus on that end goal. It's too big. It's too overwhelming. You must have macros and micros and bite-sized steps. And it's so important to celebrate along the way. I had a client one time, Megan. <laughs> she sent me a text. It was before Thanksgiving, about a week or so before Thanksgiving. And she had a mm -hmm. big breakthrough. It was awesome. Yeah. And I said immediately in the text, what do you think I said? Did you celebrate? And she says, uh, no, my husband and I are going to do that over Thanksgiving. And I said, honey, yeah. God, the universe are not even going to know what you're talking about. And I find it much harder for women than men celebrating themselves. So hard for so my hard. female clients. Yes. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I, I struggle. I, I had something similar a couple of weeks ago and I never did celebrate it. Oh, my website. I'd been struggling. I had a partner leave me last year, left me high and dry with the website since October of last year. I'd been struggling to get this website up the way that I wanted it. And it was finally done and I hit publish and it was amazing. And I moved on. Oh. And, and I still, and I do, and that, and I think about that and I'm like, and I moved on. Mm -hmm. So no wonder I haven't done anything with the website. I've no wonder I don't get excited about it. No wonder I go and look at it and look at it as work. I never, I never stopped and went, I'm going to go buy myself some ice cream. Yeah, let's do this. Dairy yeah. queen, here we come. Woo. You know, never did it. And it's so hard for women. You And I'm sure I know men's circles. We, we, you know, I, on the show, I always try and be like, it's not male bashing because I have a lot of women. But it is really true that we have so much coming at us that it's like that little thing. We and just don't the even thing is, let that it That little celebrate. thing is so big. Yeah. It's why like sometimes when I'm in a networking event, I'll, especially if it's all women, I'll say, mm -hmm. you know, I help female business owners know their value, Right own their power and advocate for themselves. So they rise up and become the lioness leaders they were created to be. And that's what results in many of my clients doubling and tripling their income, right? Yeah. Because yeah. they know their value. One of the reasons they don't celebrate is what? They don't know their value. Don't, don't. And they certainly don't advocate for themselves. 
yeah. especially, you know, working with some clients who were in corporate America, right? Wanting to move up the chain. Well, they should just know I want that promotion. Mm. How so? Yep. How so? Yeah. There was a phenomenal article in the um, Orlando Times. This is just several mm -hmm. years ago. And a lady reporter had been allowed to look at all the books of this big, big, big company. She looked at all, wow. the, all the records. Yep. Then she's sitting down in an interview with the CEO and she says to him, I looked at all your records. Yeah. Right. And you promote men more often than you do women. He, yeah. just, kind of, he just kind of stepped back and he goes, yeah, that's right. And she looks in and she goes, and you give men raises more often and you give them bigger raises than you do women. He sat back, he goes, yeah, that's right. And she leans in and she goes, you know what she said? She said, why? But she said, <laughs> why do you do that? You know what his answer was? Because the men ask. Hello, we get to advocate for what we want. If you don't ask the answers, always no. Yeah, it's true. And I think it's such an important thing for entrepreneurs to just remember. And this dials down, I mean, let's, let's just go, this dials down to sales. Absolutely. <laughs> How many times have we been in this conversation? Carol, this is fantastic. It's been a great conversation. Thanks for joining me today. And you're literally sitting in front of a sale and you didn't even, and then you get off and you're like, man, why does she buy? <laughs> and you just have no idea that you didn't actually go, Carol, are you ready to join me? That's right. And it's just something so simple. And I don't know why, and it is more women than men. I live in a household full of men. They will just be like, I want tacos for dinner great. We're having tacos for dinner. I would show up and be like, what's for dinner? Like, I would have been like, this is what I want. But just that ask. It is so interesting how, and well, I don't know when we are taught, but it's something we carry into our businesses. We do. We carry it into our entire lives. Yeah. You know, oftentimes, yeah. and there's lots of studies on this. I did a, a talk at Nova Southeastern University a few years ago and included part of this data. But for example, little boys are what? They're raised to be rough and tough. They're taught to go get on the monkey bars. And if they fall off and hurt themselves, get back up and do it again. Women are taught to stay on the sidelines, smile, be pretty, don't make waves. And that's where the don't ask for what you want starts, I believe. Don't make waves, mm -hmm. right? Walk on eggshells around everybody. Please everybody else. And it makes a huge difference. Who is the lady who is the um, founder of Spanx? Her name is escaping me. It's a and you know what? If you hadn't asked, I could have said it. I know exactly who you're Cheryl, speaking about. Uh, yeah, Cheryl. Um, anyway, folks. The, yeah. The, 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 <laughs> the founder of Spanx, this billion, yep. multi-billion-dollar company. Yeah. When they asked her, now remember, she tried to pass the law school aptitude test twice, and she failed. Mm. She had a lot of failures. Runs yep. a billion-dollar company, yep. and they asked her what one thing. And her growing up in her life made all the difference. And she mm -hmm. said every week at the end of the week, she and her dad would sit at the dinner table and he would say, tell me how many times you failed this week. And she would tell him, he, he would say, well, tell me how many times, tell me what, how you failed. And she would, and he would stand up, give her a high five, hug her and say, go do more of that next week. Wow. Cause she learned how to get back up that it's not truly mm -hmm. failure. It's a learning lesson. Yeah. And that's how she yeah. went from 
never got into law school, tried and tried, did something else. She had something else that failed big. Yep. And now, because and then, she, didn't, she didn't give up. Yeah. She took it so as a learning lesson. Yeah. No, it is interesting how often we just will, you know, and, and I'm, I'm no different. I mean, I was taught by well-intended human beings, stop talking so much, be quiet. Yes. You're being annoying. Don't, you know, no, nobody, nobody's going to marry you if you're such a bossy pants. I mean, just stuff like that. And just like, you take it in and children yes. just, it's you truth. It. it is a reality. And we do not recognize that we carry that through the entirety of our lives. And then we got to unpack it. And I love how you're talking about these questions because these questions are what help us unpack that. They, they, they get down. What's the belief? What's the need? What am I doing underneath that? Mm-hmm. I just don't see that's affecting me. So I, yeah. you know, hugely important information for the audience today. I have loved this conversation. This has been a fantastic conversation. I'm glad I got to meet you today. So for the audience who's watching or listening this at any point in time, when they catch this, what is a really great way for them to get connected to you today? I would tell you that call me or text me 954-616-9024. Because last year during all that snow and ice that hit Texas and Mexico, since I'm the queen of reframe, I I used to call it a snowmageddon call. Now I've learned so much and my clients have gotten such great results. I call it a clarity to cash call. It's only $97 for 90 minutes, just like a 90% discount. I did one this morning with a lady out of Canada and she literally gave me a test live video testimonial at the end. She goes, this was priceless. OMG. And there's a reason I call it clarity to cash because people aren't clear on what's gotten them stuck. And therefore they don't have the action steps. Call me or text me. Right. And, and I told you, I wasn't going to give it away to everybody. It's give it away the first 10, but you know, Hey, if you're number 11, call me. <laughs> call. <laughs> mention the show, let Carol know, call that number. It's also down below. There's other links where you can get connected and get information from Carol. Carol, thank you so much for joining me on the show. This was a fantastic episode and I'm glad that you joined me today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Yes. To my audience who is watching or listening, thank you for joining us. I'm wishing you peace as you flow off to the rest of your business days, and we will talk again soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Flow Working, the Entrepreneur's Podcast. Make sure you find, follow, and please review us on your favorite podcast platform.